Senator, let me ask you about the Supreme Court vacancy that sits open. President Trump says he will announce his nominee this Saturday. And Lindsey Graham, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, as you know, has said he wants an expedited hearing and a vote uh, within the next few weeks before we hit Halloween and certainly before the election. Uh, Democrats don't appear to have the votes to do anything about that right now. Do you think differently? No, we don't appear to have the votes uh, to do anything about it right now. We still don't know where everyone stands. And so it's going to be a long shot. We're going to do everything we can to try to appeal uh, to their sense of decency. Uh, that you can't just a matter of months ago, as Lindsey Graham did, uh, say that there is a standard, say that you uphold it, tell people to use your words against you uh, uh, on this matter, and then have them uh, suddenly flip and, and change that. Uh, as we said earlier, this is delegitimizing and politicizing the Supreme Court in a way uh, that will be so damaging uh, to our democracy. Again, you cannot have two different standards, one for Donald Trump and one for Barack Obama, because in that case, what you're doing, in effect, is giving, Donald, uh, giving Barack Obama a three-year term uh, in terms of the Supreme Court and, and, and uh, President Trump a five-year term. And so we are really at a, at, a, at a painful moment right now. And I think Democrats are going to continue to appeal uh, to the sense of honor that when someone gives their word, as Lindsey Graham did, that they can't just break it uh, and think that you're going to be breaking more than your word, but really cracking and damaging uh, our sacred institutions like the Supreme Court. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome back to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. It's me, Benjamin, and we've also got Matthias and Alex and Ricky. Uh, today is Friday, September 25th, and thanks for joining us this week. Uh, that, that clip you heard a moment ago uh, in the cold open was, of course, Senator Cory Booker on uh on MSNBC yesterday morning, explaining what the Senate Democrats are going to do to try and stop Trump's nominee from being confirmed to the Supreme Court. And I, I got to say, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> it is a bold strategy in, in that it's bold to think that it'll work. <laughs> it's just it's just so whack, right? It's just it's just whack. That's how I'll say it. It's very whack. It's just nothing. You know, they, they're not going to try and do, like, an impeachment of, let's say, William Barr, which is something that would actually, like, delay it, possibly, till after the after the election. Has, you know? um, has a, an attorney general ever been impeached before? I think so, yeah. Who? First of all, impeachment should be, like, I don't know. I don't care. But, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there has been. Like, impeachment <laughs> used to be fair. way... Impeachment for, like, uh, federal officers, like, um, judges and, uh, like, lawyers, like, attorney generals and stuff like that used to be much more common back in the day. It's way less common like, now. You're saying that, like... I mean, I, I can support impeachment... Well, no, never mind. I'm going to take this back. I was going to say it would be really f a fun counter to the voting uh, hysteria to just get people trying to recall and impeach just like every fucking judge. That would be pretty fun. But actually, that was just like what we just lived through for four years. So never mind. Um, I don't think that there are um, any attorney gen attorneys general who have actually been successfully impeached. Um, people have tried to do... <laughs> quite a few, including recently Eric Holder. Um, but um, I saw that there has been one single successful um, 
impeachment of a Supreme Court justice in the entire history of this country, and it was in, like, 1803 or 4 or 5 or some shit when uh, Jefferson was president, and he just, like, nixed the guy because uh, he was getting in the way of his democratic project yeah like it's it's really crazy because back in the day like they were much more they you think that like oh like our norms have never been eroded like this before jackson was that motherfucking original mask off guy jackson was like that original like look i i understand what the court actually is it's not this objective vehicle of legal jurisprudence it's literally just like fucking it's just it's just a fucking political mechanism, just like every other fucking branch of the government. So use I mean, it that way. I think it's yeah, so that's true, but I think it's maybe I don't know if this is necessarily correct, but I like to think of of it as this idea that we have like these democratic norms that are sanctified is not old, it's new, right? It's not that um we've eroded something that was sanctified it's that we invented their um their sanctity like pretty recently um right so to me i associate this idea of like all these like norms that are holy with i mean i wouldn't say like the neoliberal era but like pretty recently right um and it that seems like not a coincidence to me Right, that they would want you to think there was something really special that you should respect about these institutions. I mean, while like the rest of our society is being eroded. Right. I mean, every like Jackson was what's what's like he really famous for in terms of the Supreme Court, right? That like quote he said where it's like the Supreme Court and what army, mm. right? <laughs> you know. So it's like yeah. so right. So it's like. It's not making him sound cool. We don't know. Like no, but I, I, I get it. I get it. But right. But yeah. that's my point. Yeah. But that's my point. He understood. And there were every president before him was like, oh, the court is fucking like uh, sanctity shit. They, they, they maybe they fucking like did it believe it and they were doing it cynically but they were still doing it cynically and they were still acting like the court was like this fucking like uh, objective like legal thing. And, right. and but right. it's it's not that way, and Je- Jefferson right. understood that, and that's why you know we remember him that way. Okay, so um, we can agree then. What we agree on, I think, is that right now, as we've seen, um, liberals, Democrats, probably well, maybe Democrats more than conservatives, but um, liberals totally like worship the Supreme Court, right? Um, it's has this kind of like i said sanctified position in their mind correct yeah um, we'll see how much longer that lasts yeah and it's, it? and it's interesting oh go ahead matthias oh i never mind i was going to ask a stupid question go on well i was just gonna say let me step back what i said right so like it's for a long time the conservatives had ha- have taken a more aggressive position um they've been a lot more what we would call activist about it right they know how to use the supreme court in a way that the democrats refuse to and certainly the left doesn't know how to mm-hmm. which is fine the judiciary um, in general yep correct and um also you know my my position on this is that the left in particular has not paid attention at all to how conservatives have used the judiciary which is fine to an extent because who cares about courts and judges but uh then not so the left gets like totally blindsided sometimes by things that were obvious and the democrats of course are just ceding ground the whole time right um and just to make this transition nowhere is this more true than on the question of abortion right 
which is why people per- are saying that they are really invested in RBG, right? That's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually got an article that uh, I'm going to read to you guys in a bit, but I, uh, I'm wondering, uh, does... Uh, does it benefit? Does it benefit Trump more to uh, have his uh, have his nominee confirmed before or after the election? I think before. Before, I mean, I think before is uh, the obvious benefit because if if things are ambiguous and you have a Bush v. Gore situation, then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very unlikely that he Ambiguous wouldn't just generous, snatch that. Yeah. On, if he gets it, if he gets this done, Ambiguous. and he, if he gets Allegedly. people, people say that Trump doesn't actually want to fill the seat yet because, like, he wants like that to be a reason people go and vote out, go and vote for him. Like, oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. Here, no, Did no, because here's what he's gonna like do. That? That's stupid because here's what he's going to do. He's going to fill the seat and then say Clarence Thomas is going to retire. We've made so a wonderful he, deal. We're going to fill the gonna, seat. He's going to force Clarence Thomas, Thomas to retire? retire. Um, yep, I think so. I hope I think so. I think so. He's like forces Clarence Thomas to retire from life. Why would it be Thomas though? Why would he Why on earth would it be Thomas? Why would he want is Thomas it, to retire? Racism. I think he's the I'm, oldest conservative person left. Wait, so why does he want to? So tr- you want Trump? Bye would, bye. Why would Trump? Why would Trump want one of the conservatives uh, to retire? Because he because those are the people that he can convince to retire. He can't convince a liberal person to retire. What about what's his face? The Roberts. One, no, 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 no. The one that everybody forgets. Kennedy. Gonna, <laughs> okay. Didn't he, oh, didn't he retire? Can you guys just name dead Supreme Court justices? You know I'm bad at name recall. Um, I'm having trouble remembering the term, Scalia? the word su- Supreme Court. Um, He's dead. No, there is another conservative judge that everyone forgets. I know well, who you're talking I'm, about. I'm, I see. I see what you mean, though, about um, him not wanting um, or not being able to get a liberal judge to retire. But there, it's still possible that um, I was thinking of Breyer, um, which is he's not a conservative, but he's also so. So Breyer's name comes up a lot because when people were having this argument about whether or not. Ginsburg should have retired four years, five years ago or whatever, um, because he's like as old as she was or something like that. And nobody ever pressured him. So, so, I mean, he could also, he could also get the cancer gun too. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, I I think I I actually do it as like a lifetime position is testament to some uh narcissism at the very yeah. least he's i think he's i think clarence thomas is probably he might be the most conservative judge on the court too which I'm is another sh- i feel naked in this conversation i don't know what i'm talking about but he is insane right he, he's just he's really conservative he's like um, he's wrote he's a lot like of dissents at- uh, yeah, and his, he's not like a legal nerd conservative like some of them, right? Or some of them at least present themselves as a, as a nerd conservative, right? Or, or um, you know, a, some sort of even like originalist or something. Thomas is just like a fucking wingnut, right? Like he just like hates some things. I mean, he's a movement conservative and that's my point. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. He's a movement conservative and he's the one that would most likely, in my opinion, w- retire for Trump. 
I mean, I'd love to see it. That's all. And that's why I think that he's that Trump is going to do that if he's but black. Could he if get he, if he got, worse? Oh, not worse, uh, just younger. I, I get it. I get I it. I get it. I get it. Okay. That, I think that he'll probably. You know, I think that it'll probably just dangle it, but I don't know. Because, again, I don't know if Republican voters vote like that the way that liberals yeah, do. I agree. I, so here's what I think. First of all, what I, first of all, what I think is what I'm, I'm looking at right now is just like for people s- struggling really hard with their s- civics class education, because uh, I don't fucking know any of this shit. But I do know one thing, which is that the strongest argument Democrats ever have to get us to vote for these fucking losers is the Supreme Court. That is, So I, I would say that Democrats are more likely to vote, to show up to vote if a Supreme Court justice was on the table, if a nomination was on the table, then Republicans would be. Partially because Republicans have a broader... They're going to vote anyway, right? There's not like a turn out the vote situation. And they also have like broader tactics and a longer game when it comes to the Supreme Court. That's what I know. The rest of this shit, I really feel like I'm talking out of my ass right now. <laughs> Can't. Let's name some more Supreme Court justices. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I mean, look. John Jay. I- I'm not the smartest. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. All right, but I get the job done. Okay, I give you. I give you what you need to know, and it's going to be Clarice Thomas that's going to retire for Trump just because I have that feeling. Okay, I'd love to see it. So they're just because they are out there. This is also true. I got my mouth mouth full of candy, and listen, I know that they're out there breeding little baby Clarence Thomases in the Federalist Society. So there is some. 29-year-old Clarence Thomas, who's also got the 5G disease, so he's just, like, much worse. Okay, they're... they're, Okay, Ricky, I hear you, but here's their... And here's... and I'm paying more... I feel like maybe I am paying more attention to this. They're putting those people on the federal bench, not the Supreme Court. Like, they're putting, putting, like, the Catholic trad cats on the Supreme Court. Like, that's what they're doing. they've been... That's true. And that's it's, true. I see what you mean. And right. it's not. Oh, and right. it's not so the movement conservatives. No. It's not the movement oh, conservatives. Okay. That's my so point here. They're so putting the movement conservatives in. They're putting the movement conservatives in the federal bench, but right. they're not. But they're not putting those people in. Uh, I guess you can say Kavanaugh was almost like that, but no, he's just like a regular Catholic guy. He's not a movement conservative, like really, like fuck, like Clarence Thomas. I, is, I feel like I see what you mean, and there is a difference in these cases between the like extra, like right for, between Scalia and Thomas or something, right? Right. Like that. No, I, I think actually, Scalia was a movement conservative too. But go on. See, I think they all are, but I do think I do. I I just think that the movement conservatives are skewing more trad cath now. Like that's the movement. I mean, but but I mean, it's also just like look at Gor- Gorsuch, right? And this kind of like goes in. You were saying to me earlier, can he be like anyone worse than Clarence Thomas? Like actually, I mean, it'll be a conservative who like might roll back abortion but i don't like i don't think that like kind of like what the i this is a good time to like bring up like the tweet right that you were talking about before that was uh, not like the the most graceful transition there i want to put no. this i i'm 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 wishing my law for my law nerd friends were here because i know yeah. that they all have like a lot of strong opinions about which ones are the true conservatives and which ones are fake nerds and all of that fake geek girls mm. um so maybe we should watch this play out <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on. We'll it. see how this goes. We'll keep an eye. <laughs> I guess uh, D- detached interest in Supreme Court. 
Yeah. Um, I uh, I wanted to share this with you. Share this with you guys. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Matthias brought this to my attention earlier today. Um, this article from TMZ uh, that says uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's longtime trainer said goodbye to the Supreme Court justice with an ode to their notorious workouts, doing push-ups in front of her casket. Uh, Bryant Johnson dropped down and gave RBG three push-ups as he paid his respects before her casket Friday, which is lying in state in the U.S. in the U.S. Capitol. It was a powerful moment. And Bryant said and Bryant said farewell by doing the exercise in a full suit, though he made it look easy. It's not. I'm going to kill myself. Um, I'm trying to find like. Uh, the person who tweeted this so I can give them credit but I saw somebody on Twitter who had said um, uh, it was like the only uh, black person that RBG like hired in the past like 30 years (laughs) and I was like oh my god like sniped completely owned yeah Mm -hmm. she had she had like one black clerk right that's right. In like her entire uh, federal judiciary career. In her hundred year tenure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, people seem to be uh, handling this with varying degrees of uh, just total breakdown. I mean, okay, so dumb question. Like, how many of our listeners are like really familiar? I mean, every. Because. You're progressives, right, listeners? So you know about the notorious RGB thing, right? This isn't just like a, a women's R-B-G. issue. RBG. RBG. I keep saying RGB. I mean, Ruth, Ruth well, my, Honda my, forever. How can you be initi- more notorious than that? With, with my initials, you know, yeah. RGR, it really fucks me up a lot, actually. So anyway, so this isn't just like a, 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 an inside women's issue, right? The like reification of... Ginsburg, all of your listeners probably know about this, right? I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of the uh, soy boys fall into the trap of deifying this woman. But go ahead. Interesting. So it's so it's universal, you say? Yeah, I I think you're gendering it too much. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering because you know um, the (laughs) the the feminist blinders on, but you know this is a. you know what whatever so the point being that the a lot of the meltdowns that happened since her death were liberal feminists right there's like a particular brand of liberal feminist meltdown not yeah, unlike yeah. and i don't i don't actually want to minimize all of this too much but um not unlike what you know women's march style actions after trump got elected right including yes. including the people being like get an iud right now <laughs> Yeah, which is like I'm not. I can't support that because that's not respo- That's not re- actually responsible advocacy. But the fact is that I've been hearing the left really like shit on this this fear about Roe is going to be overturned like immediately, right? And there have been a lot of different ways people have shit on this, but I don't think you should be. We should be minimizing it, right? Because that's like pretty imminent right um and so a lot of like liberal left i wouldn't call them leftists because if you were a leftist you would know that this is like all fucking like fascist shit right like going back a long time but so the common thing i saw on twitter was people being like oh you care about abortion now that it's going to be illegal huh well did you care about sterilization last week or whatever with the with the news coming up that there were forced hysterectomies happening at the border people just want to have a contrarian take for fucking everything pretty insane i saw like a really ridiculous thread from like a 
I'm just going to go ahead and call it a, a LARPing leftist where it was like, it's privilege to, to be worried about abortion access if you live in a blue state. And I'm like, blue states is where they're doing it, right? Like, Michigan and Wisconsin is where they're like, psych. When it comes to, like, that's, like, where the front lines are, right? Um, not to, like, diminish what's going on in the South, but, right, we live in a state where all of these things felt really secured until, like, 10 years ago, and now they're doing the most here, right? They are uh, doing the most. They are doing the most, right? Um, which you, anybody would know if they gave a shit uh, about Michigan, but whatever. Yeah, no. Instead, the Biden campaign is endorsing our former Republican governor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as much as, like, people, you know, like, the well, same actually, way... actually, other way around, but... No, I like how you said it. I like how you <laughs> it, said it. It's essentially that, too. It, we're, it goes both ways. The same way that you can look into, like, California and kind of, like, see, like, democratic policy of the future, you can, like, look to Michigan and Wisconsin... You can't look to California to see the Democratic future or whatever. You look to Wisconsin ten years ago to see what's going on to everybody else right now. Yeah, that's well. That's what I. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Yeah. 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 Nobody, like nobody they really tested a lot of that Wisconsin. stuff. Wisconsin. In yeah. Wisconsin was the big place where they uh, the courts. They did the same thing in Wisconsin with the courts ten years ago, and like yeah. fucking and now. They're doing it nationally. That's what's I think happened. The, the important things to talk about with Wisconsin and Michigan, when we talk about this, um, usually what we talk about, because I was like peak young radical in 20, 2011, 2011 when this was going down in Wisconsin, right? So the, the massive protests were about cutting spending on public services, right? Particularly education and stripping the rights, the bargaining rights of public service workers, right? Which then came to Michigan. We are a right to work state, right? I'm yep. just going to say this for our listeners. We are the cradle of the labor movement in America, right? The home of the UAW, right? We invented that shit and we are now a right to work state. Um, and nobody really cared. Nobody really cared about what Betsy DeVos was doing to education. And when she came, man, I wish I, honestly, I wish I knew you guys when that happened. Cause when everyone in America, I was like the most annoying at this time of any time that I've ever been. When everyone in America was like, who is this lady? She has no experience in education when she had been on like right wing, like charter school yeah, activist yeah. boards for like a decade. And everyone in Michigan knew who she was, right? Cause they don't give a shit about Detroit. Go off, Ricky. Thanks. Keep going. I'm I'm, no, that's it. I'm good. Everybody knows. All our listeners know. They do know. No, I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to, again, like, I get it. Like, I, do, I don't want to, like, poo-poo, you know, the importance of the Supreme Court. But at the end of the day, also, like, you look at the civil rights movement, and it wasn't, like, the courts, right? It was, like, the, you, the courts don't make those decisions if there's not, like extreme tension and unrest the the court doesn't make those decisions well, and that's no, kind of like that's, my point that's not necessarily true that's not what happened with roe right roe was a classic no that's not what happened with roe but i'm talking case about situation yeah um and, and that's the thing is that um the movement doesn't drive the the means by which we manip- no maybe maybe that's not fair i don't i don't see though that the movement is what's behind how we decide test cases for example right um it wasn't necessarily in the case of roe right this was a bunch of activist lawyers i don't want to really like diminish how important it was but um the fact is that 
here, here's my thing, though. I don't like when leftists get cynical about this because it extremely matters really concretely and really quickly. And in the case of abortion and other kinds of reproductive health, probably faster than any other thing. Right. right. Um, so the, f- the question is, and maybe this is a transition. Um, the question is, like, first of all, I'll, I'll bring up this provocation in a second, but who really does or doesn't want Roe to be overturned? And the second question being, does it matter if Roe is overturned when it's already been eroded so badly? That's like kind of the debate going on right now. Right. Yeah. And it has yeah. like definitely been eroded. Yeah. And also like, and I can, I can save this for another time because I'm trying to talk Ben into letting me and some of my girls do a special episode on this. Well, you, you've um, talked me into it. We're, uh, yeah. are we in the planning stage now? Yeah. So we're going to do, well, we're going to do me and, and the, the law nerd abor- abortion getting ladies. We're going to do a special episode on this issue pretty soon for the listeners. Um, But I want to point out this out because I know who our listeners are. Uh, It was the Democratic Party who did the most aggressive first assault on Roe, right? So this is 1992's Planned Parenthood versus Casey, Bob Casey Sr., Democratic Catholic out of Pennsylvania, um, was one of the first, not the first, this had been around for a while, but was the first like kind of successful um, socially conservative Democrat to start telling people, you know what, maybe you can be a Democrat and not have abortions right um looking at you liz brunig looking at you (laughs) yeah so like you know so we're a we're a progressive podcast and um we we love to hate on the democratic party sorry where the fuck is my charger i got it (laughs) (laughs) i've been trying to find this for like 20 minutes okay so here's i want to read you this tweet that i think is kind i said it was provocative and alex said it might make people too mad the tweet is from this guy sean mccarthy who is like kind of a controversial left adjacent twitter figure i'll just leave that to all y'all um but the tweet says supreme court is currently the most pro-business anti-democratic unelective legislative body in the country sure okay capital has a good racket going which they won't fuck up by destroying the court in the eyes of liberals roe v wade is never getting overturned what do we think can you reread that again real quick okay so the first part i think i'm just I'm just going to read the second part. Capital has a good yeah. racket going, which they won't fuck up by destroying the court in the eyes of liberals. Roe v. Wade okay, is never going to overturn. I, I could buy that there is a reason, like an institutional reason, that Roe is not going to get overturned. That it's like, you know, something that is just much more beneficial to like work, uh, you know, people up over uh, institutionally than it is to actually get rid of but yeah. i just don't agree with that initial premise i simply don't, uh, don't i agree. don't think that i don't think that capital that the the cozy arrangement the capital has now i don't think like really depends on uh the supreme court that much uh i, I disagree i, I think I mean, there's a go ahead I, 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 all right, look, it doesn't, it doesn't depend on the Supreme Court. But that being said, this, the cozy relationship the court does have with capitalism is not something that is like worth risking. And it's like they like to have that institution to be able to enforce capital when they don't like legislation that's passed by democratically elected representatives. 
That's right. true, and that's why even the second half of that, you know, the idea that uh, anyone cares about uh, what liberals think about legitimacy right. is yeah, a no, hilarious like, they don't want to risk. No, I don't think they do want to risk that. They don't want to risk that. I don't think they do. Let me back this up a little because I think you guys were talking about does capital depend on the Supreme Court. And I think that you're both right. There's another side of this, which is does the Supreme how much does the Supreme Court depend on capital? And I think a lot of people's position on this, having asked some law nerd friends, is that the the Supreme Court can operate they they can each operate kind of differently in relation to capital than, for example, the legislature can, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not, which doesn't necessarily mean they're independent because they're like obviously not, but I think that makes for more interesting outcomes. And the other thing, okay, so you guys are hung up on this is like, does anybody care? Like, cause what he's saying here is that, um, the Supreme Court is like a legitimizing institution, right? So, and that capital or whoever it is that, you know, power in general needs liberals, which is meant really broadly here, right? Like all believers in our stupid liberal system needs people to, to believe in that in order to hold the system up, Right. And yeah. Do you, so you guys not agree with that? Um, no, because I don't think that there is like any um what will they do that can't just be put down with some police? Yeah, right. I'm, so the next like, thing is like it's, are they there's there's no hope. It's just the the amount of force that is going to be allowed to be uh, exerted will scale uh, probably exponentially with any attempt to do anything about it. So first of all, Gramsci and Noam Chomsky both shaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they? Is he having a stroke? <laughs> Who needs to? No, no. So any in any case, right? Um, it's true, right? So there there is a little bit of a liberal uh, meme going around that they really are like if. The, the second that they overturn Roe, people are going to be in the streets, which brings us to Matias's point, which is welcome to the streets. They think Here's that they cops. think that it's going to be like the march of the fishmongers' wives in the French Revolution. You know, but it's just not. I mean, I, I had a, I had I a, open my mind to it. I, I maybe I I don't know man like I like I remember uh, when like the day that RGB uh, RBG passed. Um, <laughs> God damn it, you got me doing it too. Uh, the day that, the day that she passed, uh, this like you know leftish progressive liberal friend of mine, she's like you know freaking out in one of the group chats that we're both in talking about how you know we need to burn down the supreme court and like you know kill mitch mcconnell or some shit like that i'm like uh, uh yes. uh-huh yeah you're you're definitely you're definitely gonna do that for sure i believe that so i mean if if roe is overturned and just like a crowd of furious women charge into the senate and cut mitch mcconnell's head off on the spot I'm not going to be unhappy to be that's, wrong. That's true. That's, that's true. all I'm going to say. I just don't believe it's going to happen. It's our job as the left to see where people <laughs> are feeling that way and organize. Here, here, here's where, here's my point though. Like, look at what capital does now. Does capital virtue signal to the right wing or like the liberal, like left wing? Like Oof. is is the NFL is the NFL right now doing like patriotism shit oh, or are oh, they doing Black Lives Matter? 
I don't, like, I don't actually know. I'm not paying attention. What are it's, yeah. it, they're doing? They're doing Black Lives Matter. They're not doing Patriot shit this Wait, year. Wait, really? Yeah, but that oh was just, that's just this year, right? Like, oh my God. That, I mean, that yeah. is just this year, sure. But still, right? They also like, don't have people watching their shit in person either. So, are they really gonna blow like millions of dollars on some fucking flyovers that no one can see? I mean, do they really them. just want to like? Do they really just want to cause? the major disruption of pissing off a bunch of white women consumers. Like that's really what I'm, that's really where I'm like coming down to it. That's really where I'm coming down to it. And it's like, it's a bottom line. That's not, that's just, it's just not historically. People always want to say that this is a white women's issue or it's about selling to white women. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Actually. I'm I'm not saying it's a white women's issue. I'm saying it from the fucking perspective of these people. Who's these people? The capitalists. Which capitalist? The capitalist casts. The capitalist class and the uh, 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 The capitalist legal class. Elite. Listen, this is important because uh. I feel like the left doesn't take this seriously enough. The ca- capital does not want people to have reproductive freedom, even no matter what, the, right? It, thinking of that in the most literal sense, right? Capital, mm. ev- even if that means that the option that the cho- quote unquote choice that we're given is, for example, highly medicalized, right, regulated through private insurance, we have that choice. That is an example of not having, re- you know, reproductive freedom. Capital does not want that full stop, right? There is no capital is not neutral on the issue of whether or not the working class should get to control their own reproduction, right? Capital wants to be in control of our reproduction, which doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't want us to get abortion, right? Because sometimes it does want us to get abortion. It wants us to not be able to control that. The left seems really, really confused about this, and they seem, you know, and we can talk about this in our special episode, but a lot of leftists lately are starting to think, mm, maybe abortion is just liberal. Uh, maybe, I mean, no, maybe that's having, like stupid. Maybe making, that's stupid. Maybe having, control That's over insane. whether or not you reproduce is just a liberal maybe it's just a white woman thing there is um, there that's is not a, what i meant again yeah, yeah, i'm, yeah. I'm no, stupid I, I i'm stupid I and i don't know how clear. to talk but go ahead yeah no you're you are right but i just want to get down to that right like at the end of the day these are about fundamental contradictions and that's one of them mm. everything you else know, is a trend you know that uh, meme on Twitter with um the like SJW with the dyed hair or whatever, and it's Karl Marx, and they're like, "Oh, Karl Marx would yes accept my- yeah." I, I just, hate it so much. I just got but- in trouble for tweeting that at somebody. And it, yeah, I know I saw that. That's actually <laughs> the first time that I saw that tweet. But anyways, I I think that it is um kind of same mindset. Yeah. It's like, actually, maybe abortion is liberal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, and in that case, I mean, a right winger made that right. So there, there's there's a couple of things going on with the left. On one hand, like oh, most people are just like it's neoliberal to have, quote unquote, choice. Right. Which which they, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that critique of choice is real, but they're just not really thinking it through. But there are people who are more serious Marxists who say, actually, there's nothing one way or another in Marxism about reproductive freedom or whatever you want to call it, which is also not true. I think that's a lazy read, right? Um, but stay tuned for more on that. So I've got this article here that Matias sent me today uh, from the personal section of the uh of the Huffington Post, and I thought I'd read it to get to you guys to see what you think. Uh, this is written by uh, a guest writer named Jamie Smith, who uh, who says, I am a 40-something attorney and mother who lives in a quiet neighborhood with a yard and a garage full of scooters and soccer balls. 
I often walk with my children to get ice cream and spend weekends hiking through a national park. I am not the I am not the type of person who would normally consider becoming a Satanist, but these are not normal times. Like so many other women in the United States, when I learned of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, my first reaction was not grief, but fear. I fear that American citizens are inching closer to living in a theocracy or dictatorship, and that the checks meant to prevent this from happening are close to eroding beyond repair. When Justice Ginsburg died, I knew immediately that action was needed on a scale that we have not seen before. Our democracy has become so fragile that the loss of one that the loss of one of the last guardians of common sense and decency in government <laughs> less than two months before a pivotal election has put our civil and reproductive rights in danger like never before. And so has Ruth Bader Ginsburg been defending decency? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. And so I have turned to Satanism. <laughs> Members of the Satanic Temple do not believe in the supernatural or superstition, in the same way that some Unitarians and some Jews do not believe in God. Satanic Hello. Temple members do not worship Satan, and most are atheists. They are not affiliated in any way with the Church of Satan. Instead, the Satanic, the satanic Temple uses the devil as a symbol of rebellion. Just like other faiths... <laughs> Just like other faiths, the oh, Satanic Temple oh has a code that their members believe in deeply and use to guide their lives. These, sub these seven fundamental tenets include that one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason, that the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions, and that one's body is inviolable, subject to one's, own one's will alone. Reading through the seven tenets, I was struck by how closely they aligned with the unwritten code I'd used to try to guide my own life for several years. I realized happily that these were my people and that they had that I had been a Satanist for several years without even knowing it. When I just would love to send this person a copy of Alistair Crowley's Book of the Law. <laughs> and just, you know, see what the next uh, piece that she publishes in HuffPost. Is. I, I love this conversion. I love this conversion story for what amounts to just like joining a secular society. It's uh, uh. <laughs> so like I realized after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died that we needed to take on action at a titanic Honestly? level. So I joined a social group. Like, yeah. Like on one hand, I feel really, really go off about this. On the other hand, I feel like it might be anti-Semitic. <laughs> No. Okay. Um, okay. I, I mean, go go on. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I was just, I, it I made was me raise an eyebrow. I, it is kind I, of I like will. weird. Go on, go on, Ben. I will continue. Uh, when Justice Ginsburg, when ju fuck, when Justice Ginsburg, Gin Ginsburg's death uh, suddenly made com uh, suddenly made combating the threats to reproductive rights and a government free from religious interference more urgent, I knew it was time to join them and support their conceptual and legal battles. Even before Ginsburg's death, the Supreme Court was unwilling to provide adequate protection for a woman's right to choose and to control her body. The court was unwilling to keep the church and state separate. Now, with her voice of reason on the court, let alone her vote, 
now, sorry, now without her reason of voice on the court, let alone her vote, her vote, uh, Roe v. Wade is in imminent danger of being overturned, not based on legal arguments or scientific reasoning, but because of religious objections to what is a safe and necessary procedure for the women who seek it out after discussion with their physician. Ginsburg's replacement is all but certain to be vehemently anti-choice with one of the top contenders belonging to a sect that actually used the term handmaid to refer to some women until the popularity of the TV series The Handmaid's Tale gave the term uh, gave the term negative connotations. Opus Day. In the hours after Justice Ginsburg's death, I sat wondering what the future would hold for my daughters, their ability to live in a country where their religious beliefs of others would not play a role in their right to assert autonomy over their own bodies was suddenly starkly in danger. Traditional means of keeping abortion safe and legal seemed woefully inadequate to protect the rights that women in the generation before me had fought so hard to secure. I almost immediately, almost immediately, I sought strength in the satanic temple's efforts to turn religious arguments on their head by pushing for religious liberty for their members on an equal basis with believers in the dominant Christian faiths. And this is not just a theoretical push. The temple has launched campaigns and filed lawsuits to, co- to compel the government to do this in matters ranging from exemptions from legal mandates to cover birth control uh, to the ability to display religious religious symbols in government buildings or allow religious clubs in public schools. By pointing out instances where the government has favored Christian rhetoric and filing legal challenges to stop it, the Satanic Temple has transformed belief into action and has demonstrated what freedom fighting truly looks like. I mean, if that shit works, then go off. I mean, they have successes, right? They're not, like, huge, but the the temple has succeeded, right, in, yeah. in the yeah. courts? Yeah. Yeah, no, um, she, she, she identifies what's dope about the Satanic Temple in that, like, it exposes, um, like, church hypocrisy. But especially like Christian hypocrisy, right? But where she goes like really weird is like saying, yeah, it's like opposed to Christianity. And that's why it's the same thing as Judaism. Or like, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was I weird. Mean, so my my feeling about the, the temple is that it's just like an extremely niche ACLU. Um, right. Like I'm way more fun, extremely niche ACLU. Um, yeah. I actually, here's the, I mean, I I think there are examples when they have been, I mean, I don't know, do you, any of you know about any cases where they've been Islamophobic or anything like that? Have they done some fuck ups in that case? I, 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 I don't, I don't know anything of the nature. I, um, I mean, I, this is something. They're not that's... like Sam Harris, like atheists. They're not yeah. like that. <laughs> They're not like fucking Bill they, Maher. I mean, they I. They're like there's... coming out with the skull measuring device. I, first of all, I New just want to say, I'm disappointed that this letter didn't end in, therefore we do also need to put a Satanist on the court. Um, well, that, that technically wasn't the end. There's, okay. There's does she does she think we should put a Satanist on the court? It doesn't say explicitly. I don't believe. 
Okay, I'm disappointed, but go on. The Satanic Temple hopes to appear before the Supreme Court in a case challenging a Missouri abortion law that requires Mm. those seeking to terminate their pregnancy to first receive materials asserting that their abortion would end the life of a separate, unique person. The temple argues that these materials violate the deeply held religious beliefs of one of its members regarding bodily autonomy and scientifically reasonable personal choice. The argument the, the argument the Satanic Temple is using is the same one the Supreme Court effectively endorsed in the Hobby Lobby birth control uh, Hobby Lobby birth control case, uh, for which uh, Justice Ginsburg wrote the dissent that no one should have to follow a law that violates their deeply held religious beliefs. If a if a Christian should not have to do so based on their religion, a Satanist should not have to do should not have to either. This uh, this is what this is what equality under the law means on a fundamental level. This is an organization. That's true. Yeah, this is an organization that I want standing up for my rights and for my daughters. While I support more mainstream groups like the American Civil Liberties Union and Americans United for for Church and State. Uh, my research has shown that the Satanic Temple is truly in line with my beliefs about protecting our First Amendment rights and fighting laws that promote and fighting laws that promote or are based on religious doctrine and that it is willing to use radical, creative and yet legally sound strategies to make its case. I was able to become I was able to become a mother when I wanted when I wanted on my own terms uh, throughout my pregnancy. I had access to scientifically accurate information and the ability to make informed choices with my doctor. While I never had an abortion, I want the same opportunities to choose for my own daughters. I am far from certain these rights will exist 10 years from now when they may be deciding when, how, or even whether to start their own families. There is a real chance that the Supreme Court will be lost for a generation or more to justices appointed for their religious beliefs rather than a deep understanding of the Constitution or a desire for justice to be carried out on an impartial basis. Because of this, I believe that the Satanic Temple and its members' dedication to fighting for true freedom represents our best, last defense against anti-choice lawmakers who are seeking to assert power over women's bodies and take away our right to choose. We need creative, resolute thinkers who are willing to stand up for what they believe in and take concrete action to do so, and the Satanic Temple is full of those kinds of people. I am proud to now count myself among their ranks. Everyone who cares about women having autonomy over their bodies should care about efforts to use religion to chip away at this right. We need to think outside the box to challenge what is coming and what is already here. The Satanic Temple is already doing that, and by becoming one of its members, I believe I have joined a community of people who will stop at nothing to safeguard my family's rights, and all of our rights, when they are at their most vulnerable. Jamie Smith is an attorney and mother who cares about civil rights. I, um... Hearing you read something about your pregnancy, I Uh could not stop laughing. Nothing more Satanist than starting a family, that's all I have to say. (laughs) <laughs> what was okay dan quayle over here um i don't okay so i'm actually hung up on i want to look into this case because i haven't been following it but it's i think it kind of rocks right this idea of saying that like stopping me from having an abortion impedes my religious freedom or whatever i think it is amazing yeah that's dope as hell i i, I i'll maybe come back to this after i've read more about it i think um the thing about it is that um 
this could i mean i don't think it's really gonna work for a lot of reasons but um the hobby lobby is a different scenario than the hobby lobby case is different from you know abortion cases otherwise right um and the supreme court is the supreme court is actually i don't know i don't want to overstate this but the supreme court is not necessarily picking up religious arguments they're picking up arguments from religious people who are manipulating the supreme court right which is why we have roe v wade which says roe v wade is actually about like when a fetus becomes a life right this is why we have this concept of viability so they already kind of won right that's they already kind of won right and they're like smarter than us so i'm not sure that this is going to be enough right like i don't think it's enough to say that it's it's religion that's doing this it's but i have hope yeah that kind of sucks that the uh, abortion allowing law presupposes that an unborn fetus is a life i mean it so there's a point i mean roe says and this has been adjusted variously since the early 70s but it it in it says there is a point at which a fetus becomes viable and therefore has i it doesn't say rights but you it know it becomes valid this, yes it becomes valid um so you know that's whatever that's kind of the the interesting thing about rose it's a really long time ago so um now like this so the idea that like viability is when when a fetus can live outside of its mother right that was the idea right that's when it's a, a life or or that's how conservatives interpret that to mean but now we have like all this fucking dystopian science right so it's kind of a trap right viability is so manipulated now um, which is also why we have this myth of the born alive. Have you guys been following the born alive shit? That's what it's called, right? Um, I don't know. We'll save that. But yeah, so there's this like very popular idea among conservatives and the the, the anti-choice warriors that um, of abortion survivors. Oh, or, yes. Like, up there can be. So that's one of them, which is actually like sort of a real thing. It's, they it's love happened. having abortion survivors be like. I could be not alive. Yeah. Well, you're really making me wish that you were. I think that's uh, that's an it's always sunny in Philadelphia joke. That sounds real. Um, But and there's also right this this story they like to tell where where like a doctor will botch an abortion and then the with the parents they will have this baby and the three the parents and the the doctor will decide to murder this alive baby. This is a pretty common thing you hear, the, a common lie that the, you hear from the conservatives, um, which has, I want to just point this out. I'm not, I'm not going to harp on this, I swear to God, but that has some blood libel vibes to it, does it not? I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that the pro-life movement is about blood libel, but I am saying I have some receipts. That's I'm just going to leave that on the table. I mean, I was thinking about that and it might be because you like made me frame this entire thing in terms of anti-Semitism. Wait, so why? Yeah. Why is the, the, the Satan thing anti-Semitic? No, it's it's not. But I'm kind of like, OK, so like this Jewish woman dies and you're going to convert to Satanism. You could if you uh, liked okay. her so much, become a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you not like converts? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's Ricky is on Ricky is on uh, record as not liking converts. That's I don't have thing. any problem with converts. I just feel like every every con- convert to Judaism who I've ever known has been like, "You're not a real Jew. You were just born that way. You don't believe in God as much as I do." And I'm like, I don't have to. 
It's the well, holidays it, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so. part of the perks, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, They're also, if, you're, like, you're if, you, if you ever, me. I mean, it, they, they would, they would, they wouldn't. They in Israel, it's different. It's not like a cultural thing. It's like, oh, you're paternally Jewish. You're not really Jewish. It's different. In Israel. That's not like in, it, that is true. Like because they're so obsessed with genes, but it's also like not true, right? Because they like also want whoever they can get. Yeah, right? no, that is yeah, no. As long but as you're, you're going to experience a lot more of that in Israel than in the United yeah. States. Yeah, beggars yeah. cannot be choosers, as it turns yeah, out. It's like a weird right. mix, but yeah, nobody is more. Let's just put this on the record. Nobody is more obsessed with race science than the state of israel they're like yeah that's for sure right oh my god did you see there's like this like young conservative christian who is like saying that he wants to like bring the jewish birth like the jewish uh population back up to pre-holocaust rates or like pre-holocaust levels or something like i feel like that's probably has that already happened maybe i don't know no alex do you have any (laughs) idea how many people died in the holocaust I mean, yeah, no, that was stupid. Like, not, but, like, not it's even been close. it's been a while. I mean, I don't know. The the <laughs> Irish population hasn't recovered from the potato famine. Oh, that's fucked. Okay, no, I'm see, true? I'm stupid. Don't worry yes. about it. Yes, yeah, no, no, that is fucked. Has never I feel really ne- bad for every I- Irish joke I've ever made. I'm just I'm just not obsessed with birth rates, so I'm not like yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. it. We're like not that. needalists on this pod. We're not interested. Please, in so like, please don't like say I'm a Holocaust denier or something. Like, I'm just stupid. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We're. I am absolutely going to cut a clip out of context. <laughs> I can't wait till somebody does that. Okay. Oh okay, my okay, god. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, tell me. Explain why the conservatives want to get the Jewish population rate up, and does this have anything to do with one billion Americans? And also, do Jews count as Americans? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't Walk think it's a Madagla- it. I don't think it's a Madaglasius GOP crossover. Okay. But it is. It's just like that you know. I think. I think he might be from Florida. So like, I think there might be like some constituency things going on there. Mm. Um. <laughs> Uh, not sure though. There will be there will be more grandparents to move to, to <laughs> no. move to Florida. Well, more no, grandchildren be because more. <laughs> as 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 these like new Jewish population boom finally becomes old enough to all just like flock to Florida, it will be like three feet underwater. So yeah, I mean, Jews have been going to Arizona instead of Florida for like thirty years now. Anyway, it's like Scottsdale, Arizona. See, I'm behind the times. Mm. All right, so to close out the show, uh, Ricky has for us a list of uh, things that uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is reopening here in the state of Michigan, uh, which was announced, did you say today? I think that this was today. Yeah. Um, okay. I so heard what about are we, it today. What are, what are we allowed? Where are we allowed to go? And what are we allowed to do now, Ricky? So now I that it, actually, now that it's now that it's safe. Okay, I don't really <laughs> know exactly all of this, everything that's in this, but I know that today she made an announcement that was like we're loosening restrictions on some of the like gathering places and performance centers, um, and I don't know what else comes with that. And this also includes. Um, They're uh, endorsing Dr. Kevorkian's right to die. They, oh. Uh, yeah, so, and also this includes loosening some of the restrictions of capacity in some of these places. And also, so I just Googled this to see if I was forgetting anything and just kind of hilariously, I'm sorry, 
the ha- the other headline that pops up next to this is Governor Whitmer mandates face masks for K through five students while in classroom. God bless. Good luck with that. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh no! No, I, they're going back to school in person. Uh, a lot of schools already have. Yeah, yeah, they are. So. Oh no! The high school okay. I went to opened in person already. Yeah. Oh dear. Well. I didn't. I hadn't. So when the so this is just kind of a new version of the executive order she's been kind of bouncing around right how, that's how that's gone and i hadn't read any of this stuff really because i hadn't really been concerned with um you know bars and theaters um the section um so so the news is beginning october 9th this segment of entertainment things will can start to reopen with required face masks blah 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 and that um movie theaters she's going to make a decision on later in this week but i had pulled up the executive order just to get the wording on this because i had seen a list of what was included um and I'm going to read the clause that covers um, these types of facilities in her executive order. The, the lists are um, indoor services or facilities or outdoor services or facilities involving close contacts of persons for amusement or other recreational or entertainment purposes, such as amusement parks, arcades, bingo halls, bowling alleys, indoor climbing facilities, indoor dance areas, roller rinks, ice rinks, trampoline parks, carnival or amusement rides, water parks, and similar other recreational or entertainment facilities. Section E of this covers, and I'm not actually sure which, if she has expanded all of these, but bowling alleys, roller rinks, and ice rinks. <laughs> um, I just wanted to read you that list because so I had can, seen it. You can c- catch COVID at your um, like fifties roller derby. Mm. Yep. So I I'm also all thinking of, of the fucking. Included. I'm also thinking of the fucking bingo halls. Are you got yes, the bingo halls. <laughs> fucking Janice going and risking her life for that fucking gift basket. <laughs> This fuck this um I don't first of all I don't actually know what a trampoline park is but I think it's like <laughs> if anybody listening is from like Metro Detroit I feel like you're on the highway anywhere in the suburbs and you see these like huge monoliths all the time and you're like what the fuck kind of like state prison is that like what kind of like Guantanamo Bay operation is that and then you like pull over and it's some sort of like indoor golf hotel or something like that's like all over down there there's always there's oh like or the bungee jumping places have you ever seen those indoor bungee jumping places yeah it's probably one of those <laughs> all of that shit right so that's what i'm assuming is a trampoline park and there, there's like one of these in flint now i think where it's like it's like a tra- i think it's called p9 or something like that um have you seen it Ricky? no it's but like, I, from the outside it's, i'm it's, sure i'm sure it looks like some sort of x-files shit it's on like uh, Linden Road, I think. It's on Linden or Miller Road. So I mean, apparently um, there are attendance limitations, but okay. So this this Fox Two Detroit article on it in their list they call bullying they call it bullying centers, which I find extremely s- suspicious. <laughs> what the fuck is a bullying center? <laughs> A center for bullies to go and bully people. Bowling. It's a bowling alley, but they're oh. calling it a bowling center. I thought you said a bowling center, and I was like, is that where, like, the Bernie bros congregate? That sounds cool. Why don't we have more of those? They're trying to kill them all. Well, anyway, so theater theaters are on the way, so... 
Yeah, R- now R-I-P you can. Theater workers, performance space workers. Yeah, now you can uh, catch COVID while seeing like Avengers Fifty Two. <laughs> I want. I really, truly want you guys to out there listening. If one single worker in a fucking trampoline park or fucking bowling center or barcade if one single worker anywhere in the state of michigan dies from covid because they had to come to work at their fucking trampoline bar for some absolute fucking narcissist then if you dumbasses don't just fully fucking revolt over that shit, just one person dies over a fucking trampoline park, I swear to God, useless. This is insane. They're, they're not going to, and no. they are also not going to stop going to the fucking trampoline park. There are people listening to us right now who are like, you know what? I could probably go to the trampoline park. It's like fine. I miss <laughs> but my But I friends. would like to get a drink. <laughs> I mean, I uh, fuck y'all. No, I did, I did, I did, I did. I'm joking. I hate. I did bars. go to the mall, um, somewhat recently, <laughs> but I, I had my, I had my N95 on, and you, if you have your N95 on, it's okay, guys. Just put on your N95 or KN95. I, I will say that Alex is pretty safe when it comes to like ex- being around workers or whatever. So I, but, and I mean, the malls are, I mean, whatever, whatever. The malls are different because there are other things going on in the malls that maybe people need or whatever. And I will say, I'm a, I will say this to our listeners. I have been begging to get, I would like to do a live episode of this podcast from a mall, but I keep being told by our producer that we have to wait until the pandemic is over. (laughs) Just... Did you put that in skip quotes? <laughs> well, uh, according to what you were just reading, I I hear that it's over. Here's here's so. what I think. Here's we should wait. We should wait until COVID spikes again, and then do our quarantine in the mall. Sure, we'll take over the mall. No, here's what I think, listeners. If you Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> fighting off the hordes of the infected. <laughs> Yes, oh, Ricky! Yeah. I think Ricky paused. I think What's Ricky, yeah, Rick, Ricky, you're uh, you're frozen there. Yeah, you are trapped in time. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, there you are. Okay. You're back. Let me start over. All right, listeners. All right, listeners. Um, if you would like to hear a live recording of this podcast from a mall, the the coolest possible live recording of any podcast, in completely the world, in vocal fry. If you would like to hear that, then you need to get on your phone right now, call Gretchen Whitmer, and tell her to send everybody home so we can get over this shit, and to give everybody a weekly stipend. That's true. You should get do on that. the telephone, and also declare your. Uh... Declare your Russian citizenship so that you can get fast tracked for the vaccine. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Smart, smart. That's I right. also that's a new, would like that's a to new re- Patreon tier. Yeah, we'll we'll hook you up with the embassy. The we'll put we'll hook you up with our handlers and hook you up with the embassy we're to get the to, vaccine. We're going to get you a really shitty fake Russian ID, and then you can <laughs> hang out with us at the mall in Moscow. New Patreon tier, $50 a month. You get a fake ID from any country you want. We have the same guy who did Jeffrey Epstein's passports. Yeah, we uh, the, the our CIA handler. So uh, you guys want to wrap up? 
I think it's a good, I think it's a good place to end. Uh, okay, so well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our show. You can find us on social media. You can well, you can find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. Uh, you can email us at SOTRPod at gmail.com. And I believe we are planning to live stream uh, this this coming Sunday, uh, September twenty seventh. Uh, which by the time you're listening to this might be tomorrow. Um, so uh, we're going to be streaming again on Twitch. You can find us on uh, twitch.tv slash state of the revolution and tune into our live stream at 8 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. Uh, so we hope to see you all there. So bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.